Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's February 24th, 2023. It's your Impact No Surrender post show. I am Joel Pearl. I am back. Thank you, Rob Wilkins, for filling in for the last couple of weeks. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I was in Montreal for WWE Elimination Chamber. And then this past week, my dumb ass got food poisoning. (laughs) But self-imposed I, I did it to myself cresta it was bad but accidents I, happen they happen but i'm here i'm back i'm ready to talk impact with y'all i missed y'all and i missed you cresta how are you doing tonight i hit puberty <laughs> i can't i go wait for weeks my little girl grow up thanks dad in your absence um i got fashion tips from stokely hathaway and i uh I grew a mustache. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> I can't take myself seriously. We missed you, Joel. Rob Wilkins was a lovely stunt double, but Team Joel Star is back again and just in time for No Surrender. Did you enjoy the show? I, uh, yes and no. Some stuff really hit well with me and mm-hmm. some stuff really didn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was just on the fence all night. Some matches I'd be like, this is great. I'm really enjoying the show. And then other matches I'd be like, eh, I'm not in for it. What did you think of the show? I would give it a 4.8 out of 5. Really? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but there were some audio issues and not just the, the deathmatch dolls going quiet. Yeah, it's typical. Whatever. I get it, but it was driving me nuts. It was driving me nuts. But overall, I enjoyed it. I got bamboozled in one of the matches where I thought it was going to go one way. I, I'm not. It's not. Doesn't take hard to sports entertain me. So, I was sports entertained. It was good. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good card, top to bottom. That's fair. Listen, that's the best part about this whole wrestling thing is that it's subjective art form. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're going to like it, and sometimes we're not. So let's talk about it. And by the way, if you want to get in on the conversation, you can go ahead and leave us a super chat here at YouTube.com/slash Fightful. If you use that little dollar sign in the chat window, any amount get your question or statement read on the air. Like our pal Ryan Sullivan gets us started off. Say his name and he appears. I believe in Joel Pearly. <laughs> Thank you. Or you can also leave a Humper Chat over at HumperChats.com. Before Cresta gives you the details, if you leave us a Humper Chat tonight, please use NS, no surrender, because the SmackDown and AEW Rampage post shows going on at the same time as us, so we don't want to get them all mixed up. So use NS for no surrender. Go ahead, tell them how, Cresta. You can head on over to HumperChats.com. Go ahead and put any a dollar amount. And in your comment, like Joel just said, put NS, then your comment, and we'll read it live on air. We get to keep a little bit more of the proceedings. And it keeps the lights on. It keeps Joel happy. It keeps Sean Ross happy. It keeps me happy. And my mustache will grow. Thank you guys so much. HumperChats.com. I missed that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for the love for the chat. I see you. I appreciate you. It's good to see you here. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about select in a bit. Let's talk about pre-show. So at the beginning of the free show, I'm just like, hey, why is Impact broadcasting this show in 720p when I pay for, you know, $5 uh-huh. gimmick, right? Uh-huh. I was like, okay, this is fine. And then I start watching Giselle Shaw versus Deanna Perrazzo. It's a pretty good match. And the first thing I noticed is that the, the hard cam is back to facing the stage again. Uh-huh. Uh, not what I really wanted, but sure, whatever. I did like the match, though. I enjoyed the finish. Savannah Evans coming out and taking out Deanna with that full Nelson slam, allowing Giselle to hit the denouement for the win. 
Savannah Evans with Giselle Shaw. I'd like to hear about it. What'd you think of the match, Cresta? I'm going to be honest with you. For the post show, and I'm going to say this especially to anyone who has a mustache, I will never make fun of y'all again. I was doing this mustache for two hours. <laughs> so during the post show, I'm trying to write, this is me. I thought it was very interesting that Giselle Shaw came out. Girl, this, she literally says I'm the Black Widow of taxis. You're going to get in a tag team with her? I don't know about that, but I thought the match was good. All all things considered, I, she got in way more offense than I thought on Deanna Perrazzo. So kudos to her. I, I mean, Deanna Perrazzo is going to beat her up next time she sees her, for real, for real. But Savannah Evans versus Perrazzo, I'm not mad at it. Or another tag team, because the knockouts division definitely needs tag teams besides the Death Dolls and Hex. So this is going to play out to later on when we talk about the Knockouts World Championship match. But when I saw Deanna's promo on Giselle Shaw, I was like, okay, we're going to turn her baby face. We haven't done that mm-hmm. with Deanna Perrazzo yet. Now's the chance. She's beloved. She's a great knockout in that division. You know, people want to cheer her. So why not let them? I thought that was going to lead into a little bit more later on with uh, the finish to Mickey and Masha. But we'll mm-hmm. get to that a little bit later. So then I get to the next match. I get to Jonathan Gresham and Speedball. Remember that 720p issue that I mentioned? Yes. Impact fixed it. You know what that also comes with? I was 30 minutes behind and I missed the entire match because Impact couldn't upload the entire pre-show so I could watch Gresham versus Speedball. For what it's worth, I did see it. But again, I was doing my mustache. There were a lot of holds. There was, I think there was one spot where I think he gripped Mike Speedball's toe. And I was like, whoa, that's... I always make jokes step on people's toes, but that's below the belt. <laughs> um, it was a good match, but again, I have no notes on that because shout out to the people with mustaches. I this is a joke, but I don't know if I'll ever do this. Was so much work. <laughs> you watched the entire pre-show while doing a mustache. I have a mirror here and a mirror here, so yes, yeah, so I got pomade, and I'm just like, please. And like, according what to what would have happened if Rob Wilkins had done this show for me instead tonight? When he have the notes? Did he have the notes? I don't know. We'll do like we did for the last two weeks and not cover the pre-show. Not cover the pre-show. No BTI for both of you? Listen, Rob was leading the reins and I was going along with it. I love Rob. He's so gentle and sweet. <laughs> I feel like the I feel like he was the substitute teacher. <laughs> now I'm coming back to find out my classroom was treated like a... All y'all did was watch old VHS. I mean... Anyway, so moving on to the main card, it opened up with Frankie Kazarian versus Khan and with the design. All right, hold on. Let's, first of all, did Gresham win? Gresham won the match. Yes, yes. Gresham won the match. Gresham won the match. Okay. Um, yes. I, I apologize. because now no, I, it's all good. This was, this was all me. Normally, I have notes, but and this I'm just, was still- I'm just yeah. playing, so it's all good. I'm just, <laughs> I just want to carry y'all under the bus for a minute. No, it's all good. Uh, this is it, Listen, it was a pre-show match, and I think a lot of people were wondering why they would have done that in the mm-hmm. first place. Um who knows? But at the same time, I think a match like Gresham versus Speedball is a great way to get people who may be on the fence about getting the show for five yeah. bucks. That would get me, you know, cross the barricade. That would. That's what um, Rob and myself were saying last night, because a lot of people in chat were like, why would this be on the pre-show? That's something you would put on the main card. But if I am a fan of Speedball, especially that where he's been tearing up, he's everywhere everywhere if you're on wrestling twitter he's everywhere and if you like jonathan gresham free on tv what else do you have on that card i want to see that i want to watch so i think that was a good idea even having diana perrazzo versus giselle shaw in the pre-show opener as well i think that was very smart because these are some of the top talents in impact wrestling so to have that on the pre-show again it's going to make me say who you got on the main card i can't wait to see that so i think it was really smart Yep, yeah, and it worked out. I mean, it worked out unless you were me who was trying to watch the match after the match. <laughs> or, or you're me trying to do a mustache. Well, that's just what happens. Whatever. You know what? Thumbs up for the mustaches, would you? How about that? Let's just go I ahead. tried to make them brothers, and now they're kind of just like cousins. <laughs> All right. Main show opens up with Santino Morella somehow getting into the ring, mentioning every single Las Vegas cliche imaginable. And then introducing the first signee that he brought into Impact, Frankie Kazarian. I don't know why they did that other than to just have Santino move over to commentary. And so Frankie Kazarian takes on Big Con in the opener. Uh, 
I, I Santino on commentary, man. Just he was. It was like calling a golf match. I couldn't. The only like he has this one moment where he's like, you know what big, you know what big Con's father's name is, Popcon, and I'm like, oh my god, it took me is ten. Is it minutes bad that I laughed? Popcorn. <laughs> is it bad that I popped for that? I laughed. I laughed. <laughs> I'm very easily sports entertained. I'm sorry, Joel. It was so bad. It was good. Popcon. <laughs> anyway, Big Con does all the power moves. Eventually tosses Kaz out of the ring. Goes for a diving headbutt. Completely misses. Uh, yeah. But eventually the finish is the Callahan unknowingly hits Con in the, in, in the head with a steel chair as he's flung into the ropes. And then Kaz hits the slingshot cutter for the win. And then after the match, Diener is cussing out Callahan. who's like, it was an accident. Uh-huh. I didn't mean to do it. Uh, what do you think of the match? This is clearly more about the design and forwarding Callahan and the yeah. design story. Uh, what do you think overall about Khan and, and, and Kazarian? I thought Khan looked really strong this match. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I think him going against someone like Kazarian, who's always going to want to like the chicken wing is his thing. Kazarian's fast, explosive. He's got a few submission moves under his belt. Khan is giving me really big lumbering guy, but not so much lumber. He's just a big dude, I should say. I liked it. I will say that Diener at the top of the ramp, I thought was so funny, unironically, because I don't think he meant that to be funny, but him just stand at the top of the ramp doing this. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I loved the shot of whenever they went to the wide shot, though. Uh-huh. I love that you'd have two members of the, des- of the design on either mm-hmm. side of the ring. And then, yeah, you had Diener up there attending his fingers. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. <laughs> um, there is a spot where I want to highlight when Khan goes up top and misses the diving headbutt. And um, I forgot who said a comment. He's like, You're too big to be going up there. What are you doing? Stop it. I think it was Santino Morello. Oh, Santino. Yeah, that was too funny. But also, I kind of feel like, I don't know. Sammy Callahan accidentally did that on purpose because the look after his face is like, ah, shucks. I'm going to get a screaming at. I thought this was going to be his last test tonight. Remember weeks ago, we were like, how many weeks? They were like seven steps and we have seven weeks until the show. Well, turns out they kind of missed a week or something happened where they weren't this on the show. Five. This is step five. <laughs> I guess this maybe been step six tonight. I don't know what it was, but regardless, uh, I guess Callahan's got a little more explaining to do with, with Diener and the design. I don't hate it. I like it. Cause it's like, it's one of those things when, well, me and Rob talked about this last night and we had said, I think that if we're getting into speculation station, that it's not that Callahan would be a bad addition to the design. The design may be flawed. And if the design is flawed and the design is Diener, then it's Diener. You think you can lead. Eric Young thought you could lead. And now that you're in a position to lead, you can't get it done. You're trying to erase something from someone like Callahan who could absolutely take the group from you. Um, but you, I don't know. There has to be another way for you to be able to charm and corral Callahan besides stripping him clean. I feel like if he does that, he feels like I could control him. But if you can't control him, Callahan will absolutely lead the design and oust Diener, which I wouldn't hate a face run. I mean, listen, if nothing else, we shaved Callahan's head. True, true. Looks good. Does look good. He's a change man. He is. Speaking of which, Ryan Sullivan with a super chat saying, so we all agree Cresta looks like she should be hitting on women at coffee shops, right? Only your mother, she is a nice lady. Now give me his allowance. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Cresta, Cresta looks like most of the people I saw in Montreal coffee shops two weeks ago. For Cass- what it's worth... Again, I don't know how you guys do this because this is this is what we ended up with. This is not what it started at. <laughs> I mean, this this is natural. These these things grow as as intended. What you did was. Uh, are you telling me dog? this didn't come out? Are you telling me this didn't come out of my lip? Are you telling me I didn't grow this? This isn't uh, fresh. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. We're talking about. Impact wrestling, no surrender. That's what I'm doing. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Knockouts tag titles on the line. The Hex versus the Death Dolls. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't love this match. Uh-huh. 
there were audio issues first of all that was yes. something that really frustrated me yes um i did like the finish and that wasn't just because the the the, the audio had gotten back to normal at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. They did hex marks the spot, or at least they tried to, to try to do hex marks the spot. It gets broken up by Jessica with the charging headbutt, and then that sets her up for a choke bomb on Allison K before realizing that Marty Bell is the legal competitor. So they do the Sakishi driver with the kick, and the Death Dolls retain. The match wasn't long. Not that I'm expecting all the matches to go super mm-hmm. long, but uh, overall, just didn't really. It didn't do it for me. I, I I don't know what I expected, but I expected more out of these four women. What do you think of the match? The KO tag match? I didn't hate it either. Again, I really, I enjoyed it. I think it made a good display of the hex. Um, I liked for the past two nights, Taya Valkyrie has been working really, really stiff. And this, last night, I want to say Allison K maybe wasn't as ready for it, but the, tonight, every stiff chop, Taya gave to Allison K. Allison K gave it right back to her. I do like how they tried to do the distraction and that didn't work. I like how this sets up an angle too. I don't know where this goes because um Father Paul Mitchell, am I making that up? Father James Mitchell. Father James Mitchell, thank you. James Mitchell did say that Rosemary's father needs to get his due. So what's the due now? I mean, I hope it's don't take Jessica from me. Because <laughs> I feel like that's where it's going. I, I mean, like what if? Like. What if you bring back Sue Young? I like, I do like Sue Young, but again, it's like I feel like at the end of the day, it's going to come at the cost of Jessica, and we're probably going to get Havoc back. And I like Havoc, but now Jessica's grown on me, and I really have grown attached to Jessica. <laughs> it's because she's sick. One would sick, say, sick, sick. <laughs> These four can work so much better and and i don't know what it was tonight again it may have been the audio issues because i know i'm not the only one dobby the brain Heenan with the super chat saying honestly the audio issues took me out of the match so badly if i rewatch it without the issues i bet i'd like it more it really hurt yeah it did it, it it took me right out and i was trying to do a couple of things before i went back and rewatched the match but even then i'm just like uh, i know that it's funny because I was thinking to myself, there are a lot of people who say, oh, I turn off the imp- I, I turn off the commentary for all wrestling shows so I can watch it myself and just appreciate what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that type of person. I yeah. like hearing the lyrics to this to the music, as they would say. So um, that really it really got me out of the out of the match. And that sucks for for all four of these women, because this again, this should have been a lot better. And having audio issues compounded with the length of the match itself just didn't really provide a good match, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, that's why I still will give this match grace because I will say that it's my job to, in essence, to write notes. So I had it up all the way trying to give the match the respect it deserves. And it really did suck because I did think it sucked the life out of it. If you're a viewer at home, I'm sure in the arena, this was still the best but it just sucked that it had to happen here and i feel like especially with your um your pay-per-view debut of the hex yeah yeah we'll see where they go next if the hex i mean listen uh, over on five select we did break uh or at least have contract news updates on the hex mm-hmm. regarding their their status that they're still free agents and while it isn't unusual for impact to put the title on free agents uh, this just isn't the case, or maybe this was a one-time appearance just for the one cycle for the pay-per-view, uh, and then we won't see them again. Or they're going to show up tomorrow night at the Fallout and you know stick around until sacrifice. Yeah, I would like them to stick around. I actually, I like the fact, and I'm and I'm giving a lot of praise to Al- to Allison K. And I love Marty Bell, but I like the fact that Allison K is another big imposing woman with the likes of Savannah Evans and Taya Valkyrie is a big woman in her own fight. Marty Bell is so like spunky. She's like almost like not, not killer Kelly faster than killer Kelly. Like she gives me that vibe and I like it. I want them to stay around. I think the knockouts division could really use more tactics. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent that. And we had talked about that yeah. ad nauseum and not just tag teams, but legitimate tag teams, that stick together and do more. Uh, I can't remember if it was with you or maybe it was with Ella J on the run sheet. We were talking about this, the idea of Lish and Savannah Evans teaming up in like a Martin Prince and Nelson months type of tag team. 
where like Lish the whole time is like, be my friend, be my friend. And Savannah Evans just like, ah, get out of my way. Ah, until eventually she has to save her reluctantly. And they are attacking. Clearly that's not where we're going because Savannah <laughs> Evans just teamed up with Giselle Shaw tonight. But uh, I don't know. I, I liked the idea at the time of maybe putting those two together. That was the only, only tag team I wanted just randomly thrown together. I wouldn't mind an odd couple pairing because for the most part, I feel like an impact it works out. I feel like at first Zicky Dice was an odd pairing with uh, uh, Johnny Swinger, but now I can't see those two separated. I can't. <laughs> Until one of them wins the world championship and then we're feuding to the races. No? Johnny Swinger is the man to pin Macklin. I'm saying it. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go. Maybe they'll do it the night after in Toronto. Anyway, dot combat match, digital media championship, Joe Hendry versus Moose. Joe Hendry comes out and he says there's a lot of sins in the city, from bodies in the dirt to grannies gambling away at their grandson's tuition. What's worse? Not saying we believe. And then he does the rest of the thing. Uh, Moose comes in, he jumps Joe Hendry right at the gate, and they just they just ring the bell. They go for it. My God, Crest Star, when was the last time you saw a Sega Dream Dreamcast? Easy for me to say. When was the last time you saw a Sega Dreamcast? Period and a sentence. You I don't know. I don't know. I you like the gaming show. Yo, okay. So the last time I played a Sega Dreamcast was when Power Stone first came out. And if you asked me to tell you what year that was, I couldn't tell you. Math was my worst subject. Um, Ah, this match was a lot of fun. Anything with Joe Hendry, 10 out of 10. The VR spot with Moose. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard because it was so absurd. It's so out there. But also, I got to give Moose his flowers. The versatility of him going from an Omega jerk to dancing Moose, like, for real, for real in the ring. I popped. I popped, like... Like a pimple. It was fun. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed. Joe Hendry is also a jerk. You know how to expose your enemies. <laughs> they do a huge Uranagi spot from Moose to Hendry. This match was just fun. And the stupid, the toy car spots. The crowd loved the first one. And it was just a little toy car that goes racing up to Moose. And they thought they were going to do the slip on the banana peel, which would have been hilarious. But mm -hmm. it also would have been very, like, indie wrestling. Haha, we're being cute. And instead, Moose just kicks it out. And the crowd's like, ah. Say like, what and you think he, this is. <laughs> and then he grabs another bigger car. And when the stupid thing doesn't work, he just takes it in his hand. And he just whips it in Moose's balls. When he did that, two thoughts came into my mind. One yam bag surprise and the other one was well that's playing with portals i mean you, you gotta think on the fly that's professional wrestling <laughs> you're not gonna work that's fine here's the point <laughs> and when this bumps out the keycaps that's when i'm sitting there just being like okay keycaps are fine the only other thing i would have accepted were hot wheels just to keep the stupid car thing going but it's a dot combat match so we have to do that uh, i thought the there were legos at first well legos aren't really they're not dot combat right they're not they're not something you would use in a in a computer based fight. Something something don't we trick little kids with fake computers with toys that look like Legos or something? I don't know. I don't know. Nice try. Okay, and then I'll they did the gaming it. chair. The gaming chair setup was really funny. Uh it just yeeting that shit right in his face. And then yes, the VR headset is so good. I love the commentary he said, was that from Jeremy Borash's bachelor pad? That's an, if you know, you know, comment because Borash, Borash works for WWE now, but he was one of the reasons why impact in the late 2010s and well, really before that too, but like really since inception of impact had like some of the best production quality and great ideas. Borash was one of those people. So you think of like the Cameron Grimes, funny shit that NXT that, that they had a hammering drives there mm -hmm. Ash was behind a lot of that. You think oh, of the wow. all deletion and all the Hardy stuff back in, in 2017 with the, like an impact. A lot of that was also Borash. So anyway, they make a Borash. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Moose thinks he's in the club. That's not how VR works, but I'm willing to give it up because it was just hilarious. And then <laughs> they swapped to the dancing Moose song, which was just great shit. Uh, Moose is angry. And then eventually they do a low blow spot for Moose, but the roll-ups back and forth get the tights grabbing Henry retains. Match overall to me, probably match of the night because these two continue to do no wrong. What do you think overall? I wish I could show you my notes because 
at one point it goes from okay doing this to not a keyboard not a gaming chair not a vr headset dancing moose oh my god <laughs> it was that is a quintessential just a good fun match to break up all this seriousness so if you've been watching from the pre-show till now you got something good and goofy to laugh it was a good match I laughed. I enjoyed Joe Hendry. And this made me appreciate Moose a little bit more. Our resident jerk doing something funny anytime will get a cheap laugh out of me. Five out of five. Put it in the Hall of Fame. Ten out of ten in the Tokyo Dome. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it to you there. All right. Let's move on to the uh, Mickey James backstage segment. It says, last rodeo is over. Jordan Grace has a rematch in the future. But tonight is all on eyes on Masha Slamovich. Mickey says she's sat back and listened to Jordan talk week after week about Mickey tapping out, and she's looking forward to proving her wrong down the line. But meanwhile, Mickey's eyes are wide open on Masha Slamovich, and the era of Mickey James's knockouts world champion has begun. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that in the future. But instead, first, we have to go back to the island. Of relevance? To- oh, I'm sorry, wrong show. Oh, no, not that one. I'm sorry, wrong show. That was <laughs> good show. tonight, though. We'll talk. We, the, look, I didn't even see that. Talk. I saw this. This is what I saw. I know. Well, we'll get to the other. We we won't. We, <laughs> we <other> won't. <laughs> We're off to bust an open island, everybody. So grab your favorite beverage, because Bully Ray certainly did. Uh, so okay. So something that I missed when this was all coming together was that there was a beat the clock challenge last uh, yesterday. Mama, get- that was garbage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There was a beat the clock challenge, and um, Tommy Dreamer had to fight uh, Hotch from the Good Hands, and they and Skyler came out, so they do the old twin magic rope a dope a minute and fifteen seconds. All right, they don't so, look alike. Just, just go with me. Just go with me here. So it. now it's Bully Ray's turn. You know, Bully Ray come out. He got his chains with him, and Gupinda Guja comes out. He's like, "Listen, I'm not gonna let you chump me up." So as soon as the bell rings, here comes Skylar and Hodge. Bully raps the now Bully's doing this the whole time, not even looking at Goozer. So when Goozer's music is playing, he's in the corner. As soon as his music hit, they ring the bell. Here comes Skylar and Hodge. He's wrapping a chain around his hand the whole time. As soon as the ref deals with Skylar and Hodge, he turns the Goozer goes says, like, come on, Bully, we're gonna fight. Bully punches him in the head, pins him. 30, I think it was like 15, 20 seconds. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. So Bully got to talk first. And as we saw. Heel work, nasty work. So I, I will put this over. He brought this. He brought passion to it. Okay. He he played the crowd really well. Did Bully Ray? Okay. And Dave Lagreca was there to to moderate the chat. You know, just to get the crowd pumped up, whatever that would mean. And like I give him that. Like he he was trying. He was being the host like he normally is on Busted Open Radio. So you know he brought his part. And he was like, I was asked by SiriusXM and Impact to come and moderate this and get over this issue with Bully and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. So they, the whole idea here was like that each man gets 60 uninterrupted seconds to say their piece. So I, first of all, I also love that Tommy is called the landlord of the house of hardcore. Cresta. I mean, then the house is in the, the, disarray. The house is in deplorable positions. I'm calling 311. <laughs> Just perfect. Oh, my God. And then they show Lars, Lars Fredrickson, by the way, uh, from Fightful and, and the little band called Rancid. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in the house. So uh, it's good to see him tonight. Bully's up first and he's being booed and, and completely lambasted by the crowd. And he, he says nothing. He has 60 seconds. But for some reason, I thought it would start when he opens his mouth. But instead, it, o- it started when Dave LaGreca says, and go. Uh, so it waits all the way to 55 seconds. And he says, I'm sorry. And that's all he's got. And then Tommy's like, are you kidding me? This has gone way further than you're sorry. Are you are the good are the good hands going to come out and put me through a podium? They had a minute to apologies, and you're just going to sit there and say you're sorry. You know you want to be the biggest heel. When your mom passed, I was with you. When my mom was clinging to her life in the hospital, she was legit dying, and you made fun of her all to be a heel. This is about words. Words last forever. Your lucky time is up, and yada yada yada. They they just talk and talk and talk. Bully apologizes, and then I like this. Bully says I watched the NWO documentary on Amy. So he talks about how Kevin Nash had to talk about Scott Hall in the documentary. And for the first time, he realized mid-conversation on the documentary that this was the first time he had talked about Scott without Scott being physically uh-huh. in the room or alive. And that made him break down and they stopped the cameras and everything. And he said, I don't want to be here you know, when you're gone or doing something like this and we're hating each other, yada, yada, yada. As a whole thing about regret and you know, I want to uh-huh. carry your casket, all this stuff. It was... It was just a thing. 
And then Dreamer's apprehensive and says, you know what? We're both going to go our own way. I'm proud of Bully to admit that you're wrong, basically. Says a thank you, but no hugs. And then what does Bully do? Hot coffee to the face. Sha, sha, sha. Pocky said. <laughs> sha, sha, yeah. I didn't Bully hate it. Down grave Dave LaGreca. And then Tommy's taken down with more coffee. Why was there coffee on the stage? This wasn't. No, I'm asking too many questions. It's rustling. No, no, it's fine. So actually, I do want to point this out. And I mentioned this on Twitter. One of the coolest things that I, that was a little, little thing was the idea that Tommy Dreamer comes down to the ring drinking a coffee. Nobody else came down drinking anything or touching any of the liquids. It was this little bit of foreshadowing that may not have been like known or expected, but then it was the coffee. The one thing that, that, that Tommy was drinking that ended up being his downfall. And I do appreciate that. If that is something that they were planning for, I like that little thing. I will say that I would have thought that this would have been on the pre-show. I understand why it's not. I thought for what this was, again, I got I have to give praise to Bully Ray again. This was peak heel work. You are a piece of crap, Bully Ray, from the moment you got bull, um, booed, lambasted to the five-second I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, you are out here clowning, and I lived for every moment of it. So this segment, I honestly didn't hate. I was hoping for the chaotic option where maybe Dave LaGreca learned to move. He hit the wake-up call on Bully for calling, you know, that's just me fantasy bucket. But I thought this did exactly what it needed to do. If if we're going towards a bully dreamer match, maybe loser leaves company or whatever the case may be. That's happening. So if this is going to set that up, I understand. I get it. I, I also, the fans tonight were the best worst fans because he's trying to tell this emotional story about how he's so sad that Scott Hall's not here. And the fans are like, we don't believe you. He's like, why would you do that? Like, Bully, come on. Do you watch the product, Bully? Like, I, I get what you're trying to do. But if I was a fan and I had a, maybe an IPA or two, I, I might be inclined to chant the same thing. I get the moment, but I think that is so telling to how far gone you are, Bully, that you can't even tell a story so emotional. Like, a, I lost my friend without the fan saying, shut the fuck up. You know, like... <laughs> By the way, you're talking about what comes next. Well, there was a digital exclusive in which Tommy challenged Bully to a busted open match. I have to assume that's a first blood match. And I'm begging you, Impact Wrestling, if you're going to do it, either do it at the TV tapings or do it at Sacrifice. Don't you dare do that at Rebellion in April. Do not stretch this out to April. I know it's a big rib on me if you're going to so that I have to watch this live, but I'm begging and pleading at the bottom of I, i'm on my knees just keep it at sacrifice this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend a volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time but the question is time for what and if it was unlimited how would you go about using it the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Don't make him cut his thigh a promo on you. Because <laughs> I feel like that's where that's going. I feel that's exactly where that's going next. <laughs> Which sucks so bad. Dobby the Brain Heenan with the super chat saying, I cannot express how much this segment killed the show. Joel could have watched Gresham versus Speedball in full in this place instead. Come on now. I could have, but I have to cover it for you people. That's what I'm here for. I'm also here for you people to talk about FightfulSelect.com, where for five bucks a month, you can get all the exclusive wrestling news you want, all the great content you need, all the stuff you deserve. You know what? Today, tons of notes going into tonight's SmackDown. There was a little bit of impact contract news and who was backstage, who was visiting, who was maybe doing more than that. Who knows? There was an update on Trish Stratus and her deal with WWE. And of course, you got all that content like, you know, Sean's Q&A. There was Sour Graps. This coexisting with Rob and Maggie and coexisting after dark in which I was the guest this week. So for five bucks, you can go listen to me talk about a bunch of stuff, including what I'm talking about right now, but in the past. So it's not like now it's just like stuff I did and not stuff I'm currently doing. So, but if you're watching this show on repeat or rewind, then I guess that's in the past too. But anyway, five bucks, five get all your news, get it in there. Kristen knows how good it is, right? $5 and I get it to my email. So I can just check. And then I'm like, hey, I need the whole scoop. So I go right to it. I don't even have to think. Just click and click. Mm. Who likes to think? Thinking is for losers. I use the app. I have the app. So when I click it on my email, it opens up the app. <laughs> He's on this whole thing. Rich Swan is backstage with GM Miller. And Macklin interrupts and says, hey, Swan, if you win tonight, then you're in the main event for Rebellion with him. Macklin's already like got this. He's like, I- I'm winning. I'm just like, yes, you are. But anyway, Swan's like, I'm focused on the Impact World Title. Nothing will throw me off from my game. And you know, Macklin, he's still got to be through other guys. And Macklin's like, or, or, or Swan's like, if you win, that just gives me more motivation to whip that ass. And I'm like, good enough. Almost makes me want to see Macklin versus Swan one more time because that was a good match at Hard to Kill. True. And then we set up the four-way number one contendership match. Macklin, Myers, PCO, and Heath. This match was very much the FPCO show. Until I thought it was showcase PCO until Eddie Edwards came out and said, hey, stop that. <laughs> and no one has PCO but me. <laughs> PCO was doing so – I thought he was doing so good this match. I was like, okay, PCO. I mean, I know you're not winning, but okay, PCO, I see. And then he came out of nowhere, hit him with that shillelagh. I was like, or a hammer. I was like, yo, all right, he's already dead. Come on. They had me for 10 seconds where I was thinking to myself, oh, Josh Alexander in Toronto, PCO is also Canadian. If the shot's going to be at Rebellion, then PCO and Alexander, it's like, it would make the Canadians happy. Yes. So clearly not the, uh, not the intended effect because Macklin does get the win. And yes, PCO is uh, taken out by Edward Edwards as he's coming close to winning the match. Mm-hmm. And instead, Edward Edwards takes him out with a shovel, the same shovel he presumably used when he buried him out in the deserts of Nevada a few months ago. So if there's one thing I can tell PCO, do not gamble. Do not hit the slot machines. Your luck in Vegas is really bad. He's a zombie. I don't think he knows the concept of numbers or money. Think so? I mean... I mean, they have to pay him human monies in order to get him to show up. So maybe he understands money. <laughs> I, I hope he knows a little bit about money. Or maybe he just goes to the machines and says, more money. He punches the machine and takes the money out. <laughs> That's how it works. Ah! 
Uh, what else? Okay, so really, Macklin hits the KIA Keith for the win. Uh, so hey, Macklin versus Alexander is spoiler alert sounds hot as hell. Okay. Yes. My only concern, as you and I have talked about on this post show multiple times, how the hell do you get out of this if Macklin's going to win the world championship in Josh Alexander's backyard? Okay. So I will say that Impact Wrestling is really good on leaving the fans happy. And if not happy, at least sated. So that being said, sometimes you got to leave them mad. Sometimes you got to leave them pissed. And so someone screws over Macklin, unclean finish, like like, like a screwy finish. Or sometimes you got to leave him pissed because I'd be like. I think Josh Alexander is a fantastic champion. And the match tonight really showed that maybe he doesn't like being booed. So maybe you put those little seeds of dissension in there. But at this point, if you don't give it to Macklin, I think he's literally going to burn Impact to the ground. I think he's literally just going to set it on fire, burn it to the ground. He's had it. And you know what? We talked about it before. This is the perfect setup for these two because Josh Alexander has been on a tear and beating former champions. Well, Macklin just beat a bunch of, you know, former or, you know, former champions in their own right. People who haven't necessarily held Impact gold, but have held gold within wrestling uh, promotions. Yes. I mean, I think, again, I think that it is quite possible for Impact to still do it justice. But if at this point, after making Macklin go through all of these hoops for Macklin not to win, please, I love y'all Canada. Toronto be damned. I mean, just put it on the man. Sometimes you got to leave people pissed. Sometimes you got to leave them pissed. And again, I don't I don't hate it. I, I just went to a show in Montreal where everyone, not everyone, where a lot of people were expecting Sami Zayn to walk out as a WWE undisputed mm. Universal champion. I get it. Yeah. There's a huge just just energy in the crowd. Yeah. It was unexplainable. But at the same time, this impact show is going to be a little bit different in rebellion because the champion walking in is the local the hero. Yeah. So Macklin taking that title is a bit of a different it's it's a lot different than than sammy versus roman uh on many scales but including the one that is the hometown guy is the champion so how do you take that off of the champion and transfer it to a guy who's not hometown how do you how do you unless it's the first match of the night (laughs) and then something else is going to main event the busted open match is the main event of rebellion right you know what why not i chaos (laughs) chaos it's just what I ex- I don't know what to expect. But either way, post-match, Trey Miguel comes out as BCO is selling at ringside. And he says, why wasn't I booked tonight? You know, if if this were AJ Styles or Samoa Joe or other X-Division champions, they would remember to book me. And he said, he calls himself a generational champion. He won the first ever X-Division title Monsters Ball match last night against Crazy Steve. Another match that I wish I could have talked about with y'all last night. But mm-hmm. it was a friggin' good match. Go out of your middle watch it. Oh, I was dying, though. You know I was dying. You know I, mean, I was dying. I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy every single minute just being like, yeah, yeah. She's she crying in the corner over there watching this thing. I'm going to put my eyelashes down so I pretend I don't see. <laughs> and then Trey says that he should take out PCO. But PCO pops up and just choke slams Trey on the apron and then hits a lariat from the outside. And that's the segment. I mean, pretty simple and easy way to have Trey on the card. Just to just to be a heel, right? It was okay. Yeah, I mean, but Trey's not wrong. Trey's not wrong. I do think that this Monsters Ball, that match from last night, could have been on this card. It was a really good match. It was a really good match, but it got to main event last night. So you... I thought it was good. It did what it needed to do. PCO still looked effective, even though he got hit with a shovel. Yeah. that's uh, the, the selling could have been a little bit better, knowing what we know. But he's an undead. How much you want an undead zombie to sell? Come on, he don't me no feel pain. <laughs> Money slot machine. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and that's what we call a callback. When people when people hear this on the podcast, it's like, why is Cresta yelling? <laughs> They're not gonna see me punching the screen. <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm here to. I'm here for the confusion of the audio listener. I appreciate you, audio listener. Time Machine takes on Bullet Club, Motor City Machine Guns, and Kushida versus Ace of Bays and Kenta. Uh, the crowd was really hot for Chris Bay, as they should be, because he's hometown. And then uh, there's a little fun 
a lot of fun triple team offense from Time Machine. It's simple, it's fun, but they make it look really easy. I uh -huh. really enjoyed it. Uh, Kenta eats a basement hesitation drop kick while Shelly and Kushida are holding Kenta's legs against the the post. It's just like just face and 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 balls just impacted. <laughs> it's not it's not comfortable, right? It's not great. I don't know. I I don't have a pair of balls. <laughs> probably mentioned that to somebody else instead. I'm sure people in the chat who may have those the, that equipment maybe you can maybe you can also explain that that hurts face and, and testicles. Anyway, it's been a long week. This match is a lot. It's a lot of time machine for much of it. Um, Ace Austin almost takes a header flying off the top mm. rope, but thank God gets caught in time. So I was really happy to see that. Uh, and in the end, we have Ace Austin get the win for Bullet Club. He gets a roll-up on Chris Saban after everyone's going wild, too. Like, Kushida's in hot. They're doing everything right. Austin gets hit with the facial. Yes, that's the name of the move, even when there's three guys doing it. Uh, and then they do the skull and bones, and then they hit the, the roll-up from Austin. Ace Austin on Chris Saban gets the win. What do you think of the match? I'm going to start off with the things I didn't like. I didn't like that Kenta, I felt like, was only in the first third of the match, and I feel like he was gone. I was upset because I was really excited because him and Kushida tore it up in that first uh, minute, minute or two. That that um, The Ace Austin fall that you talked about, his head, I was so scared for my life, and whatever haircut he had on the side of his head, those are the only two things I didn't like. The rest of this match was a lot of fun. I really like the spot where Chris Bay goes out, and then Ace Austin goes out, and Kenta's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and even commentary was like, Kenta's not known for being a high flyer. So you see one guy doing Tempe Suicida. You see another guy doing Tempe Suicida. You think he's going to do it. Kenta's like, nah, I'll just go out and kick you. <laughs> I thought that was really great. Um, I think this was the right call. I, it's time to put the tag team titles on Bullet Club. I am what you call a Bay Lever. Yes. I, um, I believe I just, I, I think it's time. I think it's time. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to see uh, at the tapings, they're going to do Kenta versus Josh Alexander. So, oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, and I think they said they're, yeah, they're sold out. Oh, they were sold out tonight, but then they have tickets open for, for Saturday, Sunday. So there you go. If you're our pal, M.A. Solko, shout out to him. He's probably at the tapings tomorrow and he was at the show tonight. So there you go. Um, Either way, good match. I think Kenta's team getting the win does well for him. Having yeah. imagined Josh Alexander, it's something to talk about. And uh, again, Ace of Bay is getting closer to getting that tag team title shot, hopefully at Rebellion. I also think, too, them keeping Kenta out of the match while as a fan, I'm angry I didn't get to see more. It also keeps him special because I feel like someone like Kenta, he's one of those names that when you see him, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, he's really going to wrestle. I want to say even... For a while, CM Punk was like that, too, where it's one of these names where it's like if they're showing up, they're here to wreck this clobber in time, quite literally. So I'm happy. But at the same time, I cannot wait to see him wrestle a full match. And Josh Alexander, what you going to do, brother? I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Now we got to talk about it. The Knockouts Championship match, Mickey James and Masha Slamovich. So I'm going to preface this with saying I was not a fan of this match. You and I kind of spoke for weeks and a little bit tonight about how Masha could have come in, House of Fire, beat the living breaks off of Mickey James, mm -hmm. and taken that knockouts championship like that. Instead, it was a like an early ground and pound choking start. A lot of Slamovich. Mickey answers for most of the offense. Mickey gets a 2.9 for Mickey James. The rear naked choke through the ropes, I like that spot. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to, you know, again, sell it that Mickey tapped to that move at Hard to Kill from Jordan Grace, yada, yada, yada. And then the finish was flat for me. This is why I really didn't like the match. They're doing a monkey flip attempt, and then Mickey just pins Masha Slamovich. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them making Masha look dumb like this, as if, as if she couldn't power out of that move. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the match? Are we on the same page? You completely disagreeing. What do you, what do you think? So I did message Joel uh, while this match was going on. I was like, I thought this was going to be a squash. And the fact that it didn't end, I'm like, Mickey might actually win this. Now, I, I will be that wrestling fan that wants it all. I want 
Masha to be the champion, but I didn't want Grace to lose the title. I'll be that guy. But also here, not, not saying anything against Mickey James. I think you would have done way more to leave the crowd stunned if Masha just came out there and destroyed her destroyed her like awesome this is what i should have gotten in the first place i think that would have made more of an impact no pun intended it leave the crowd like holy what the f- did we just watch like i don't hate it i thought the match was good maybe i worked myself into a shoot because i had an expectation and that's what i'm trying to see it from like maybe i did i did this to myself meanie but it's i i i don't I don't, I don't hate the match, but I don't understand the finish. I don't understand. And also, too, like you said, it kind of makes Masha look like, whoop, oopsie-daisy, whoop. And I think she's way, way, way more competent than that. And also, I think it also makes Mickey look like, whoop. Oh, I'm digitizing into space. But, uh, yeah, it also makes da- uh, Mickey look like, whoop, I got the pit. Oh. I think she's more competent than that either. Like, either, I, either give it a proper finish or have her just beat the brakes off of Mickey. I'm seeing in the chat, you know, the idea of Masha beating both Mickey James and Jordan Grace at Rebellion. I'm I could see that, that too. And then I'm you got to do, yeah. And then you got to do at uh, at Sacrifice. You got to do Mickey James versus Jordan Grace. Now there's a whole uh, there's a whole other caveat in this whole thing, and that is the Impact and New Japan Multiverse of Matches show. Mm-hmm. That show is March the thirtieth. And a week earlier, not even a week earlier, just a little less than that, is the Sacrifice show. Do you do a, a champion versus champion match with Mercedes Monet and Mickey James, knowing full well that both women want it, that Scott Demore's come out and said multiple times he wants to see it? You can't keep teasing us like this and not deliver. It feels like that is the match for that show. So with that in mind, you know, how do you make your knockouts women's champion not look stupid and lose that match? Because honestly, I feel like Mercedes would win that match. Uh, and on top of that, you know, is that like the beginning of the downfall or do you have Jordan grace just win the title at sacrifice and then do the Mercedes match? Like there's a weird way to play this out, but like, how do you do it? I saw it in chat that you would do something like this in a triple threat match. However, if Mercedes Monet and Mickey James want to verse each other and want to face each other, I think to get the most bang out of your buck, you would have Mickey go in as champ as well. Whether she win, loses, or draw, I think Mickey being a veteran in the game, whether she win, like I said, she'll still be over. And I think that it puts a good stamp on Mercedes being a new wrestler, if you will. You know what I mean? Like it, it will. I, I don't hate the idea. I just don't like the idea of Masha losing tonight. Because I, I, Masha losing when it counts is kind of frustrating, if I'm being honest. Like, that's been her recurring thing. You'll blow through everyone. You'll rip through everyone. But when it comes time to put ass, foot to ass, and it's always something silly, except for that one match of the hardcore rules where Jordan Grace put her through a door, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, man. What would you so- do, Joel? that's the thing. I don't know either, but what you were just saying a minute ago, absolutely resonated with me. And of course now I go, Oh, beat You can only build Masha Slamovich up so many times as this world beater mm-hmm. and then have her lose the big one, quote unquote, every time before she just becomes unbelievable. Normally that's the build to a babyface champion. And guess what? Your Russian speaking badass is not a babyface champion. She was, should be absolutely demolishing the rest of the knockouts division. So for me, I question where we're going with this and how we make it make sense. Because right now, I don't see a I don't see a path that doesn't end with her getting cheered for winning the knockouts championship on what would be her fifth, fourth try, fifth try, fourth try. Regardless. She's had enough. She's had enough chances that, if anything, I would have said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna cool you down for a while, and then bring you back in the summer in Chicago, and then we'll go to town with you." But for now, I mean, they can't keep putting her in main event slots or or in in main main female storylines to have her lose like that. I agree. You'd have to treat her, unfortunately, like Macklin. Always find an excuse why you can't be by the champion. Always find an excuse why you can't be near the champion. You would have to treat it like that because, like you said, after a while it becomes like, okay, we know when it comes time for you to win the big one that 
what's going to transpire. Yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing in the chat, you know, Killer Kelly and Masha as a slam as a uh, tag team. We've talked about that before, but they're mm-hmm. both on such different paths themselves that it doesn't make sense to team them up yet. They haven't interacted. Yeah. They haven't had a proper introduction to each other. So once you do that, absolutely. Uh, and I wouldn't go as far as to say that Impact's missed the boat with Masha. I just think they have some uh, some work to do to make her relevant if and when she wins a Knockouts World Championship. We're not there yet, but tonight didn't really make me feel great about the match and the finish was really what set me off more than anything. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like whenever you do in a championship match for a singles title, like a oopsie poopsie roll up, it, it kind of makes everyone look like, like you said earlier with Moose, a banana peel. Like, whoop. So I, again, I feel like Mickey is a big girl and so is Masha. If you were going to do it, you should have did a proper finish or something. This is a reminder, folks, get your super chats in, get your humper chats in over at humperchats.com. If you're going to leave a humper chat, uh, put NS at the beginning of it so that we know it's for no surrender because the SmackDown and Rampage post shows might get a little confused. I don't know about that, Kate and Alex, but sometimes they get a little confused on the little things. So just put that in there, okay? Uh, Let's talk about main event time, Josh Alexander versus Rich Swan. This match started slow, but it really got good in the end. I really enjoyed the match. I think a lot of storytelling was in there. I think a lot of really fun moments were included in this match. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did the usual, like, you know, Josh Alexander does a TNA move and Rich Swan does a lot of high flying stuff. But at the end of the day, this match really became, don't try to best your, don't try to best your opponent at what your opponent's good at. Yeah. Whenever Josh went high, Rich Swan got the best of him. Whenever Rich Swan tried to go low or tried to do something that was more, um, theory based or more, you know, more ground and pound. Guess who got the best of it? It's Josh yeah. Alexander. Really, really good match. Before we talk through it, what do you think of the match? And uh, we have we have the main event for Rebellion at least set in paper, and that is Josh Alexander and Steve Macklin. I said this earlier, and I will say this again. Um, seeing Josh Alexander be taken aback by the crowd chanting, "Let's go, Rich Swan," and he the first time he was like, "Whatever," but by like. The, the third time, because I know they did it twice when they started chanting, let's go swan the second time. He really stood in the middle of the ring and was like, how are y'all cheering for him? Like, I've been your champion. I bring that up specifically because if we talk about how do you get it off of Macklin in a way where you don't leave people upset. Maybe, maybe you have, maybe have Alexander go heal a little bit. Maybe you do. You're delusional. Rich Swan clearly is a baby face going into this and coming out of it. The wrestling always superb. Um, I did I did like when Rich Swan went into the between the second and the third rope, and I guess he tried to do like a six on that karana or something like that. And Josh Alexander just slapped his sweat body into him <laughs> and slid out the ring. So this is the this is one thing I really like. So yeah. Swan was going to go for that cutter again, which huh. is springboards into it, right? Uh, same way that Jay Lethal does it. But mm. uh, yeah, so Swan does it that way. Josh ran into him and was going for that low, uh, low crossbody that he does right out of the ring. And he just caught Swan as he was hitting the rope. So he just folded him up. It was gnarly as hell. That was really good stuff. Continue. It looked good. Like visually, because it, it looked like he hit him and then just slid. Because at this point, I think they had been wrestling for like 15, 20 minutes. So I could understand being hot and sweaty. Also, another spot I want to point out, when Rich Swan palm strike the head the head mask over Alexander, I was like, oh, they fighting, fighting. It sucks to see Rich Swan consistently take pins. But Rich Swan, unfortunately, in Impact is one of those people that you could take a million pins. People are always going to cheer for you. You are really him. You and Eddie Edwards will always be Impact faithful, loyal, Hall of Fame, absolutely a Hall of Famer. I believed for for a split second, Rich Swan was going to take it off uh, Josh Alexander. I believed, and when he lost, I legitimately felt bad. I legitimately felt bad. I'm like, damn. Especially after you hearing the, the same video package. Oh, you want to do it again. Da, 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 da. I I hope that this somehow turns Alexander a little bit like whatever. And all things considered, it would make his it would make sense in his character from the bully raid to your friend to Macklin down your back, paranoia. It, it would make sense. But 
at somebody got to lose. And I don't think Rich Swan came out of here looking bad. He came out of here looking good as hell. But I do think that this match will sow the seeds and it'll make us feel better about Josh Alexander losing if he loses in Toronto. When you said right at the top that you noticed Rich Swan getting those cheers and, you know, Josh Alexander kind of reacting to it, that was the first thing I thought of too was mm-hmm. maybe there's an opportunity for them to not necessarily turn him, but give him that edge and just this is the typical Josh gets upset match and he just takes it out on his opponent. One thing that happened in this match was the, it went the other way around. Rich Swan got upset and he was taking it out on Josh, but unfortunately Rich Swan couldn't control his anger and Josh Alexander just took advantage of him for like the first third of the match. Mm-hmm. Again, I really enjoyed it, but the crowd was having none of it. And as a result, you know, Josh was getting more upset and then Rich Swan mounts his comeback. Uh, the crowd really played into this, to this yeah. storytelling of this match, which I really appreciated. So by the end of it, you know, you've got Rich Swan hitting top rope Rana's out of nowhere and it's great. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Josh is getting equally pissed off. Yeah. And so how does he get out of it? You know, it lands a C4 spike, and then Swan rolls out of the ring. Swan hits a Phoenix Splash, gets a 2.9, which, like you, I was like, oh, shit, maybe they'll do it. But at the same time, I was kind of like, ah, they had me for a minute. And I was like, yeah. that's the reality. But it was still really, really good stuff. He goes for another one, does Rich Swan. But Alexander counters out and does the ankle lock with the leg vine, which I really love. Then the headgear comes off, so you know it's serious and you know it's personal. <laughs> Swan gets a big old cutter for a 2.9 and then tries it again. And it, as as is tradition with Rich Swan, he tries it too many times and he gets hit with the uh, the other move. So Alexander hits pile driver, gets C4 spike, gets the win. Josh Alexander retains, keeps his world championship, continues his reign. Uh, all in all, a pretty good night for Josh Alexander, who presumably is going to walk into his hometown or his home country at least uh, for – the next little bit as the impact world champion. And yeah, what do we do with rich Swan? Where does he go from here? What would you like to see him do? I mean, for all intents and purposes, I feel like either you rich Swan takes a break for a little bit, you know, chill out. This was a very emotionally charged story. You losing to Kenny Omega, never getting your shot back. Every time you had an opportunity, something happened where you just never got it. You got beat or whatever, some triple threat or some four way. I think, this is one of those moments where you take Rich Swan away if he wants to take time off. But if not, then I don't know. Because what you going to do, put him in a number one contender situation? How you just lost? You I, for, you lost back to back. You lost to Macklin and then you lost to Alexander. So back of the bus. I don't know. I think you, you let him go away for a while. You let him chill out, whatever it is, and then bring him back. That's what I would do. I have a feeling, maybe I'm wrong, it's back of my head. They might do at sacrifice Swan versus Macklin with a gimmick match for the number one contendership and let Macklin be really pissed about it Mm. and be like, I got to do this again. Like, what is this bullshit? I won. I'm number one contender, not rich Swan, not anybody else, but because it's still personal because they're still kind of chatting off to the side. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing them one more time because they have good chemistry, but then again, we're going to watch Rich Swan eat another pin, but Hopefully that comes with him beating a bunch of people leading up to TV or uh, through TV leading up to the next big show where he would, uh, where he would lose. I mean, or something, something, I don't want to disrupt the X division and I hate using the X division as a plot device, but low key, that's what it's there for. You go into the X division, you often see it because you don't want to wait. Not saying that you'll betray Miguel or whoever the champion is, but that's one way you could do it. You go do X Division things, and then you option C and be like, I want my shot. I don't care. Rich Swan needs a tag partner. Who's he going to be? Trey Miguel. I don't know why that just thought in my head, but I think they'd be really great together. I think they're both wild, insanely athletic, and I think that... Well, the major players is just one player right now. So who would they be going against? Just like Hotch and Skyler? I, w- I wouldn't hate to see that. I wouldn't hate to see it. Black Taurus or Crazy Steve? I wouldn't hate to see that. I wouldn't hate to see that. You got to move some chess pieces around, but it could work. Yeah. Rich Swan is a heel. It's not the first time we've done it. I'd be with it. I'd be with it. Yeah, it would make sense. He goes heel after losing, and then Macklin gets it, and maybe Macklin slaps him up again. Like, yeah, get the hell out of here, and then he goes down a downward spiral. I can see it. Oh, I don't hate that. Maybe there's room for that. I don't, I don't hate that. And then we're going to, like we said, we've already talked about Toronto. We already talked about what that's going to be. 
but who knows what sacrifice is coming up at the end of March and we'll be back here again. It's March 24th because it's the same date as to today. Well, not today because now it's midnight Eastern. So now it's yesterday. I'm not going to do this, but we're not going to do this bit again. Cresta, we're done here. I think we got think the so. show. You liked it better than I did. And that's fine. But overall, I think it was a pretty good night for impact. Uh, we'll be back as we are every single Thursday doing the thing till then Cresta, where can the people find you on the internet? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me every Thursday with Joel Pearl here, post-impact, here on Fightful. Sadly, this Saturday is my last gaming gone weird. I got a big girl job, and I cannot give the show the respect that it loves. But you need to go over there and see me tomorrow. And Nick Tan, and give him all the love. And whoever the next new host, it could be you. It could be your mom. It could be your cousin. Uh, besides that, you can find me Mondays and Wednesdays live on twitch.tv slash star. But if you want to keep up with everything I do, go ahead, Cresta the Star here on Twitter. There's a link tree in my bio. It has all of these post impacts on a link. It has all the gaming on weirds on a link. I hope you guys click it. Joe Pearl, where can they find you? Do you wear the mustache for all of the streams? Tonight was my first time with the mustache. And honestly... I think I want to do a full beard. I'm not going to hold you, but like a Poseidon beard with big barrel curls. You I, had I, such problems with that mustache. Are you sure you want to do this? Jeez. <laughs> well, that's your burden to bear. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I'm here and I'm also over at Fightful Overbooked. Go over to YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Go check it out. We drop content literally every day, just like the Fightful channel, but... We're more fun. Just don't tell Sean. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. We bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.